Hey there, podcast listeners. My name is Bryant Manning, and I serve as the pastor here at the Wesley Foundation at FSU and TCC. We are a campus ministry of the United Methodist Church on the campus of Florida State University here in Tallahassee, Florida. These sermons that we're presenting here are designed, written, and presented for college students who are exploring their lives of faith and growing in their walk with Jesus. And our hope and prayer is that you too will be inspired by these messages, that you will learn something about the scriptures, and that you'll leave with your life transformed by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much from the bottom of our heart for listening. Come on. Anybody got a unique one? Groundhog Day. We're just, we're just stretching at this point. We're just reaching at this point. Hey, uh, those of you who know me know that I don't generally have a lot of props, but tonight I got props. Are you ready for this? Okay, listen. How many of you have, where did I put it? Dang, man. How many of you have one of these? If you have this at your seat, man, raise this up right here. Not like in a walla. I just mean like any sort of water bottle. Yeah, man. This is, I'm, I'm enthralled by these. For those of you who don't have a walla, let me show you how cool they are. I can drink it like this, or get on my level, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Listen, about 10 years ago, this was the go-to cup to insulate your drink. Somebody tell me what it is. Bonus points, do you know where these are made? (laughs) Sarasota, Sarasota. Did you know these are from Florida? Yeah, this is how I know that my age is because you guys don't own any of these, and I, my, we have an entire cupboard full of these dumb cups that we try to get rid of. Anybody remember these? Tell me, what are they? Yeah, this came not long after the service, but the Yeti was like, the Yeti was like how you knew that you had made it in life, you know, because you weren't getting the knockoff Yetis that weren't quite coming up, but you had the Yeti. Then my wife, who is very good at the internet, okay? My wife is very good at the internet, and by that I mean she's very good at Amazon. You know, some of you are good at Amazon, you know what I'm saying? Very good, too good at Amazon. And she's also really good at TikTok, because if you followed the water bottle trend on TikTok, right? Okay, so, so uh, after this Yeti came the bigger Yeti, which is great. So this is not mine. This is hers. It's in pink. And then, of course, the knockoff Yeti. How many of you had the knockoff Yeti? Yeah. What would you say? They are, and cheaper, for sure. For sure. Then, uh, anybody know what this one is? <laughs> anybody know what this one is? Close. Who said corksicle? Corksicle. Yeah. This was um. This was a new. This was a new trend thing. Um, corksicle makes multiple ones because everybody does now. They make this kind of water bottle thing where you can like, you can sip out of it like this, or or they make this one which is just a cup which I generally put my coffee in and then I don't drink halfway through the day and uh, right office staff they know. And then of course the Stanley. Come on, say it together. The Oh, you sound so sad about this. You know what I was sad about? Because this is the one that my wife first bought. And I was like, cool. And she didn't like the color. But this is the only one they had in stock. Because this is back when they first blew up. So she bought the other color. 
Yeah? And because she's really good at TikTok, she bought another color. Have you seen this TikTok that's been blowing up where, um, like, it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just in the millennial feed, the one that I'm on. But they, they, uh, they, they, the guy is sitting in the car, and his wife is going to get in the car, and she's got, like, four water bottles with me, with her. Do you notice that? Have you seen this? Okay, here's what, it, here's what happens. She, she gets in, he gets in the car, and he's, like, ready to go. They're going on a trip, and she gets in with, like, four water bottles. And he's like, bro, we're going to Target. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need, you don't need that many water bottles. And then, of course... The Awala, which this is hers. This is not hers. This is her backup one. And then this is mine because I don't like the colors of the Awala, but I'm more of just a like plain black guy. <sighs> Did you know that I have two daughters? I mean, you probably, some of you know that I have two daughters. If you don't know that, they are five and three. So my life is awesome. And they go to, one goes to preschool, one goes to kindergarten. Did you know that if you, a prerequisite to going to preschool or going to kindergarten at this point in the world, like 2023, a prerequisite, you must show up with a water bottle. Did you know that? You must show up with a water bottle. It is like mandatory on there. When you forget it, they guilt you into, they make you feel bad that you forgot it at home. They have to have a water bottle with them. And the thing is, hey, come on in. The, The thing is, That was not always the case growing up. Because when I grew up, I never carried a water bottle. It just wasn't a thing. You didn't have these water bottles you carry around. So it was a new thing that everybody carries these water bottles around. And now it's gotten to the point like where when you forget it, it's almost like forgetting your phone. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's almost like, oh, there's like a part of me missing because I didn't bring a water bottle and also, like, there's an industry <laughs> defined by this, right? There's an industry defined by water. I've, uh, I've noticed that when I go on trips, I always take a drink with me. And if I don't, you know I'm stopping for a Polar Pop. Don't, don't, don't call me out. But you know... I've got to have a drink with me. The office staff laughs at me because I'll come in with a drink in the morning or two, and I'll pick up one halfway through the day, and then my desk has like at least three on there, at least three on there. We went on this trip uh, this, this summer, and uh, my wife literally brought, like the TikTok, literally brought two water bottles, and we have a, we have a minivan. It has a lot of... Uh, places to put, what do you call it, cup holders, has a lot of cup holders in it, and she would put these water bottles in these cup holders, and as we got on the trip, she literally, like, collected a few, and so we ran out of cup holders to put the water bottles in, because it was, like, something she needed when she went on this journey, when we went on this trip. You ever been on a trip, and you take something that makes you a little more comfortable, Take something that makes you a little more comfortable for her. That's kind of become, her, it's like her blanket, you know? Like, I'm going to take my water bottles. I feel like I'll be good if I take my water bottles. We went on a trip uh, with my daughter, my oldest daughter, Collins. Uh, Emma, this is at the, in that slideshow. There we go. Say, aw. 
Yeah. Collins was, we went to Tennessee. Now, that's the, long, the furthest away that Collins has ever been in her life. In fact, she still measures, like, where things are in her life as, like, where things are in a journey. Like, is that as far as Tennessee? Right? Because in her mind, Tennessee was like Alaska, right? And that we drove all the way there. And then, oh, okay, that's not as far. It's about seven hours or so. And we drove to Tennessee. Now, she was nervous before this trip because we were preparing her. Hey, we're going to go up to our family farm. We're going to, um, you know, get to see a, a lot of family. It's going to be a long drive. going to be a long drive. And she wanted to take water. Do you think we let her take water? No, Why? bathroom breaks. <laughs> so she was, we, we let her take this little thing, but that's all she could take was the tiny little water bottle. She wanted to take two or three of them because she's her mother's daughter. And uh, she asked so many questions that we realized she was fearful about it. And so we asked her preschool teacher if she could take this corduroy bear. Say corduroy. Anybody have a corduroy growing up? Yeah. She, we asked if you could, she could take that corduroy bear because that corduroy bear goes with all of the kids every, every weekend. It goes to a different kid's home, and they take pictures, and it's so cute. And we thought maybe if she had that corduroy bear, she would feel a little bit of security on this trip. And so she took that corduroy bear, and I tell you, I wish I had a photo of it. I was driving a motorized vehicle at the time. But she hugged that thing the entire way. I've been thinking a lot about journeys. I've been thinking a lot about what we take with us when we go somewhere, what we take with us when we're about to experience something. What is it that we take with us? I want to show you this passage. This comes from uh, the 121st Psalm. I'm going to read it here. You may have recognized it. You'll rec- maybe recognize it in a different translation. Uh, but this is the, the uh, common English Bible. I raise my eyes toward the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God won't let your foot slip. Your protector won't fall asleep on the job. No. Israel's protector never what or rest the lord is your protector the lord is your shade right beside you the sun won't strike you during the day neither will the moon at night the lord will protect who from all evil god will protect your very life it says The Lord will protect you on your journeys, whether going or coming from now until forever from now. This psalm is, uh, we think, written by David. We don't really know, but it is called a song of ascent. Say ascent. Okay, for bonus points, somebody spell ascent for me. Yeah, Bella. She got nervous halfway through. C-E what? Yeah, give it up for Bella. Spelling ascent. Somebody else define ascent for me. What does that mean? What? Yeah, Scott. Going up. Yeah. 
going up. Why, why, would, why would we call something like this a song of ascent? Just take a big guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why would we call a song of ascent something like this? Go back to first, uh, the first verse, Emma. The first verse. I raise my eyes toward the mountains. Where will my help come from? Why would we call this a song of ascent? Anybody? Because we're going where? Up. In the scriptures, particularly in the uh, uh, Old Testament scriptures, that's where we are in this point. If you didn't know, the Psalms are in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament scriptures, the Israelites, they would journey. In fact, before they got to Jerusalem, they were constantly moving around. And guess where it was that they met God most often? Do you know? On a mountaintop. On a mountaintop is where they met God most often. In fact, Moses would go up there and experience the entire glory of God up on the mountaintop. And then they would journey, wandering in the wilderness, waiting for the next chance in which they got to see God. The wilderness, of course, was a pretty difficult time for them. They didn't have the food that they needed. They didn't have the things that they needed. They were constantly reliant on God. They were constantly breaking rules, Moses included. They were constantly not being the people that God wanted them to be. And yet they were still journeying up the mountain seeking after God. So when they go to ascend to the mountain, they want to know, where does my help come from? Where will my help come from? Next verse, Emma. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Pilgrimages are common things in society. We don't talk about them as much anymore. And particularly within Christianity, we don't necessarily talk about pilgrimages much, but I can tell you that every Saturday in the fall, a lot of people who spend a lot of time here in Tallahassee pilgrimage back to Tallahassee. Are you with me? You ever been to a football game? Nod your head like you've been to a football game. If you haven't been to a football game, nod your head like you know what the sport of football is. Yes. It's going to be very important this season. Come on. But there is a, a time and a place in which we journey to something. One of the things I've realized about journeys is that we often don't even know when we're on them. I mean, yes, I know when I'm going to Tennessee with my child, and she planned and, and thought in her head and worried in her head about where she was going. Of course, yes, that happened. But many times you don't necessarily know that you're on a journey until you get to the destination, or sometimes you're on the journey and you recognize it because you realize you need help. You need something, someone to rely on. I've been thinking a lot about what it means to come to college for four years because when I was growing up, college was the destination. I was like, I got to do what I got to do through middle school, that horrible time known as middle school. And I got to do what I got to do through high school so that I can arrive at college. And you know what I found? I found that college actually was its own journey. 
College was its own time where I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do next. People make fun of me because I've been in college ministry since I left college. And they're like, you never left college. But the truth is, like, those four years were such a journey. Or, or five or six or seven or three bars. They were such a journey for me. So where are you at the start of this year? Where are you at the start of this journey? Or in your second year in your journey? Or your fifth year in your journey? Where are you? Maybe I could ask it this way. What is it that you cling to on your journey? What is it that gives you some sort of sense of, of safety? Is it three Stanley Cups? Is it a corduroy bear? Is it your friends? Is it your church? Is it scripture? Is it prayer? Is it parties? What is it that gives you that sense of place, purpose, and safety on your journey? I want to encourage you to think about that over the next however long, whether it's a couple years, whether it's just this week, whether it's like till tomorrow. What is it that you can cling to? Let me encourage you that that thing that you should cling to is God. However that is, however that appears in your life, and hopefully that appears in your involvement in, in, in ministry and in church. But let me encourage you that that thing that you can cling to is God. Here's why. Because when you're on the journey, when you're on the ascension, when you're headed up the mountaintop and things get hard, the promise is that my help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. The God who created you did not just throw you down here and then say, good luck, bro. The God who created you is the God who brought you to this place. I mean like tonight that gave you the people around you that will encourage you and walk with you, the people who will love you, the people that will give you mercy and grace, the people who are gonna be there when you go through the hardest time, that hardest breakup that might happen, when you, when you go through that time where uh, the grades aren't exactly what they need to be, when you don't know what your future is, when you don't know what your job's gonna be, the people around you who sit here and worship with you and declare God's name, the goodness of God, those people, those people are God's representation in your life. The hands and the feet. Because God says, I got you. I got you. So let me encourage you. If you're looking for that thing, I hope that Wesley can be a place like that for you. And I can tell you that for almost 100 years, it has been like that for so many people. I hope it can be a place where you can cling to, where you can have a lot of fun, where you can make some real, real friends and where God continually says to you, man, I got you, 
I got you. You're not alone. I'm with you. I raise my eyes toward the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God won't let your foot slip. Your protector won't fall asleep on the job. No, Israel's protector never sleeps or rests. The Lord is your protector. The Lord is your shade right beside you. The sun won't strike you during the day. Neither will the moon at night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. God will protect your very life. The Lord will protect you on your journeys, whether going or coming, from now until forever from now. Let's pray together. God, we want to rest in you. We want to give you all the praise and glory, God, but we want to rest in you. No matter where we are in our own lives, no matter where we are in our own walk, no matter how safe or unsafe we feel, no matter how scared we are, we want to rest in you. Give us that encouragement, oh God. Give us that empowerment. Open our hearts. God, I pray over every person in this room tonight. I pray that they would sense your Holy Spirit on their lives. I pray that they would see this place not as just some building on the side of Jefferson Street, but as a place where you dwell, where you are here. one who created us, the one who loved us, you are here. God, over the coming days, we're going to experience a lot of fear, unsuredness, doubt even. And we know because you've promised it that you meet us in that doubt. That you meet us in that fear and that you overcome it because we lift our eyes toward you. God, give us an encouragement as we start a school year. Full of classes we both want to take in, don't want to take. Full of experiences we will love and experiences we might even regret. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of the Wesley Foundation and FSU and TCC. We hope this was uplifting to you and helpful in your walk with Jesus. If you would like to support us, we would love your prayerful and financial support. You can give online at fsuwesley.com or on Venmo by just searching FSU Wesley Foundation. 
Thanks again 